Okay, with Lance Hopper, Star Wars Fallen Knights, proof of concept film. It's a short uh, film, Star Wars fan fiction. He's the writer. He's the director. So first question, this is this is a lot of, uh, this is a big process. Nice script, the Star Wars universe. What motivates someone to do a Star Wars fan fiction short film? <laughs> That's a very funny question. And I want to say very much thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, as far as the motivation for getting a Star Wars film done, it, it was really just one motivation. Um, when Disney bought the franchise, I had noticed a decline in the fear that went into the main antagonist of the series. And my motivation was I wanted to bring some scariness back to the Empire. I wanted to put the heroes in a scary predicament. And, uh, you know, the, the proof of concept was originally a, a longer feature film that we just cut scenes out of to do. And in the longer feature film, you know, the, the heroes do not win. It's kind of a, a sad story at the end with a twinge of hope. But the, the main theme is that the bad guys win. And I, I wanted to see that again. The Empire Strikes Back. I was going to say, it's know, a, a Empire, I guess, right? Absolutely, yeah. The Empire Strikes Back with the, the gloom over the heroes is like mm. something I feel like we're not seeing very much of from the Star Wars franchise. And I, I wanted to tell a story that could really uh, bring that spirit back to it. So it's because it's for kids, I guess, right? Like, so I'm, I'm seeing them, their motivation now is that I know they got the more mature shows, but I guess the movies itself are for kids. So they're going to have a happy ending, I guess, right? Um, probably it, it might have something to do with the more Disneyfied uh, nature of Star Wars, but you got to remember Disney also did Pirates of the Caribbean, which is, you know, pretty dark and scary at times. Um, so they can, they're definitely capable of doing more mature, but also, um, you know, teetering the line on kids content. Um, but yeah, I, I, not to talk bad about Disney, but I definitely think that, uh, you know, making Star Wars more consumable um, has taken a hit on the storytelling aspect of it, because I, I worry that they've uh, taken a step in making it so consumable that people who will watch just parts of it will enjoy it as a, a you know, a fairy tale rather than a story. Gotcha. And there's a there's, there's a difference between a fairy tale and a story. Uh, well, yeah, of course, fairy tales, as I like to see them, you know, <laughs> not the olden olden fairy tales but you know fairy fairy tales especially disney ones you know they start and end um pretty straightforward you you know where you're going to go throughout the story and if you turn star wars into a fairy tale it ends up being you know by the end the heroes aren't in that bad of a situation and uh you know that it's good storytelling when you can really put your heroes in a position of you know danger and uh what's the word i'm looking for put your heroes in, in a big gloom and uh i feel oh, as though i'm not a lot of that from uh, the Star Wars franchise these days. And so that, that's what Star Wars Fallen Knights was supposed to be. I wanted to put the heroes in a real situation of gloom and terror. And, uh, you know, they can rise from it on a personal level. But on the grand scheme of things, they don't. They, they do, they're not making out of this alive, you know? All right. So you're in your early 20s. Uh, when did you first uh, become a fan of Star Wars? Oh man, Star Wars was probably one of the first movies I ever saw. It was um like the original, the original one, seventy seven, yeah. or like the, the yeah. Um, I I remember seeing uh, Attack of the Clones in theaters in it had to have been two thousand three. You know, I was I was three years old at the time, and I remember seeing only bits and pieces because you know I was so young. Yeah. But um, I remember getting home and saying, "I want to see more of that." And my parents, um, as funny as they were, they were like, "Okay, we could show you, you know, the Phantom Menace, but how about we show you the originals instead?" <laughs> so I spent a lot of time watching um, A New Hope. I spent a lot of time watching Return of the Jedi, especially the first quarter of it. From a from a writing standpoint, it's a little all over the place, but I I can't get over, you know, um, 
Jabba the Hutt and uh, all the the scary pirate stuff. You know, the 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 grittiness of that universe really captivated me. Yeah, it's speaking of a short film that, that like I said, that first twenty minutes is kind of its own little film, I guess, right? On Return of the Jedi. Yeah, absolutely. On Return of the Jedi, it's 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 a whole story in and of itself just to yeah. get back to the hero we lost in the last one. Yeah, it's got a love story as well. Like, and you know, Han comes back and Leia, Leia and then. And then Luke Skywalker is like is a superfied Jedi, supersonic Jedi, <laughs> whatever. Oh, yeah. Jedi Master now, and uh, it, it's one of my favorite parts that uh, you know. I remember you... seeing that. I was I saw that in the theater. That's how old I am. With my <laughs> father, you. I was uh, I was six years old. Oh wow, lucky you, man! I am so jealous. <laughs> you're jealous? Nah, you're, you're in a better era. So, so then that's so you got it's, it's. I always find it interesting because it's like you kind of like came into it like later on and you kind of like jumped in like you're born when the first kind of like new versions came out you're it was you're you're born that year right so it's like and then you got to like kind of grew with it now it's like this super kind of like like you said the disney app and has you know how many tv shows does it have now like two or three or i don't even lots (laughs) and lots of movies it's 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 funny you mentioned that I'll, i'll say this real quick the um i remember being you know I remember being 10 and 11 and knowing because I knew I wanted to do movies at a very young age. Um, I remember thinking, man, it's such a shame. I'll never be able to make another Star Wars movie. And then 20, uh, 2015 rolls around when Disney buys Star Wars. And then um, I think it was 2017 when uh, The Force Awakens come out. And I was like, oh, wow, my dream of making a Star Wars movie may actually like it's still it's something that could actually happen now. Yeah. Um, and um, but then with how close Disney has been to uh, I, I worry that I won't ever get up to that level. But, you know, it's hopefully one day I will. You know, the, the pipe dream is that they'll see this project and they'll go, oh, wow, this guy, let's just buy the project and then he can finish only it. Only when they only when you're employed is when they can see the product, right? Because they don't want they can't watch the film because if there's a like even a like an inkling of of an idea, your idea in their film, like through osmosis, they can they don't want to get sued. Right. So they can't read anything they can't watch anything because they they don't want to have that that problem i guess later on i guess right yeah disney has a that, that, that was every a- studio is like that no matter what when you write write a spec or any sort of fan you can't absolutely yeah the the it's actually pretty funny disney has some pretty stringent laws about um you know making sure that their image isn't tarnished uh through the disney stuff i, I did a lot of reading and uh, research on you know what symbols can we show in the thing and it was a big conversation with me and my production team about can we even show like the empire symbol you know the circle with the the cool lines the yeah. awesome symbol of the empire can we even show that or is it going to be breaching disney's uh contractual laws um and the answer eventually was you know we we can show it it's still part of the disney franchise and you know we're not claiming it as our own so it's fine um but it was just we almost didn't make, make this because we were worried we were going to get you know in trouble but uh they're you not going to get in trouble like listen there it's like it's like a multi-billion dollar company that's publicly traded is going to sue a guy like you uh some indie filmmaker in las vegas it's not right. going to happen like they're not they're not going to bother you because it's like it's like it's a bad pr stunt if you, oh yeah if you get sued, then you can just, you just go to the media and they'll get destroyed in the media. Like it's just bad PR. So they're, they're, you can do whatever you want. That's sort of my my uh, advice to all filmmakers like yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also about taking risks, you know, <laughs> you know even if even if Disney wants to come after me, I made a great thing and I'm happy about it. So yeah, it, it, your film will take off in terms of viewership if you if they if they make us think about it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a good thing that would happen to you if you did. It's a win-win. You... No publicity is bad publicity at this stage. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it, sometimes good publicity is just getting noticed, right? So, okay, so tell me about the process of the film. You wrote the script, 
what's you're like when you're writing the script you're like you, you wrote the whole feature is that what you did you wrote a feature version yes yeah, so nights yes so in 2018 before the pandemic began it was a project that uh me and my girlfriend at the time just like enjoy, we just watched and enjoyed star wars and we were like yeah we should just write something for it it sounds fun so we kind of um we, she helped me get the the basic layout done um and then her and i didn't work out so then i left for vegas because I, I grew up in new york so that's where we were um and then i came to vegas um i finished the feature script and i really enjoyed it it was you know a crisp 115 pages um it was a good length and i looked on the internet and i thought i had a market in that way because no one was really doing feature length star wars fan films and with a project with this type of thematic backing the idea of like the empire is not all bad and maybe yeah. it's the jedi who really have to take a, a good evaluation that was an element that i feel is missing from a lot of the star wars content the closest we maybe get is um star wars the old republic um which is a video game and they have some good, really great cinematics on youtube but um they they're the only real star wars content that dives into this idea of you know are the Jedi really as good as they say they are? Um, it's, all about, are they... it's all about the lens, right? It's all about exactly. what the camera's pointing at, right? Exactly. Absolutely. One of my favorite cinematics is like, you know, did you choose me or did the force choose me? And it's like, oh, it's like, I, I, I don't know. Um, so I wanted to do a story based around that idea of like, let's not glorify the Jedi. They can, they, the individuals who are Jedi can have their moments, but the story is about the Empire. Um and as far as casting goes, I couldn't be happier with Stephen Ullman, who played Commander Strand. He brought everything to that role, and I love it so much. Um, but as far as the, the process goes, you know, um, we st I, I did the feature film in 2018, and I was about to pull the trigger on it. It's so funny. I sent an email to the 501st Legion, which is, you know, um, a group of uh, people who have Stormtrooper outfits and, uh, you know, Darth Vader costumes, and they do yeah. all the cool events in Las Vegas. And I was communicating with them through email um up until march of 2022 when i got an email back saying hey because of this new virus uh maybe let's move this back to june march of 2020 yeah yeah 2020 thank you yeah, yeah. yeah. um so march of 2020 i got an email saying maybe let's move this back to june and then it didn't get better so they were like yeah let's just see how this plays out and then uh that deal kind of didn't end up working out for one reason or another but uh the pandemic hit and the pre-production that was barely starting had to take a full stop because you know nobody was doing anything during the pandemic um, so it took a while to um, get back into the swing of things. I worked at a news station, so I was able to keep working, um, raising funds for it in my own pocketbook. Um, and uh, the the what happened eventually was that I went back to school and I met some new people. And uh, through the help of some of some of my really good friends and uh, producing partners, Samantha Shock, she's fucking awesome. Sorry, <laughs> she's really, really, really awesome. Um, she encouraged me to, you know, get this done. And um really start doing it so we together started producing you know locations actors rehearsals getting everything done as best we could um and then of course we wanted to raise funds for this she had been a part of a few tv series where they had raised funds yeah. so she recommended you know do a proof of concept pick out some scenes that really exemplify the best parts of the script yeah. and produce those at a lower budget and then you can tell people oh you know isn't it so cool what we could have done with like $3,000? Imagine if you gave us $10,000, how much better the project could have been. We could have finished it. Um, and it turned out great. I am immensely happy with the art direction and, and all of the people who came together to make it what it is. But um, yeah, it was done with the collaboration of the College of Southern Nevada. Um, the professors and uh, students of that college really helped me out. Um, 
but that's that's how it was. We we decided to pick out two scenes. We it's we funny. That's what George Lucas did. He went to the student to finish Star Wars. He had to, he oh, yeah. all the students and helped them with the special effects. So, hey, oh yeah, here. the whole special effects class at uh, that college was uh, all on board for this project because it had quite a bit, and uh, I wanted to make sure that we had a good team behind it. So they're, they're really good people over there, and I, the project wouldn't have gotten done without any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I like your, your you got some good photos on your uh, on your Instagram photos. I would recommend adding even more photos because people love that kind of stuff and kind of showing oh, yeah. how the sausage gets made, I guess, right? Oh yeah, I'm trying to take I'm taking them bite sized chunks because I've got like three days worth of footage and uh, photos all on there, so it, it it'll come. It's just I'm dripping it in. <laughs> so okay, so tell okay, so you you want to make a feature? That's what the the agenda is. You want to make a feature version of this film? Well, that was the plan originally. Um, it seems as though just because of the climate, uh, you know, f projects are so difficult to get funded. And the pipe dream that we were really kind of hoping was that, you know, this feature film would get not if not picked up by Disney, it would get noticed because, you know, doing any kind of feature film is a huge feat that yeah. um, people can really recognize as like, wow, you did a feature. That's that's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but after talking again with my producing partner and a few mentors of mine, um, it, it was a pretty great decision of like, we should probably do a feature of our own IP. Yeah. You know, Disney owns that IP. It, it wouldn't be a smart financial decision, which how much money with we already sunk into Star Wars Fallen Knights. Um, it was a great experiment. We really got the crew. We really got the team. It's it's won plenty of awards. And I, I'm so grateful for all of them. Um, but now I think it's time we, we put an indefinite pause on it. And, you know, if we get the funding and maybe when I'm like, you know, older and thinking about retiring i'll just do it for fun but um it, it's one of those very much on the back burner projects as we move towards more things that we now own the intellectual property of yeah. so that we can you know maybe sell it to people and you know it, it sounds more impressive i think to say i made a movie of my own design than i made a star wars fan film no 100 percent. but then that said there's i know a few star wars uh feature films that make money on youtube right they mm -hmm. they're like on youtube and they they do they get some revenue through advertising i guess right Yes and no, it's dangerous because if the project gets too big and Disney wants to send out a cease and desist, and I know we already talked, you know, they're probably not going to go after the little guy. Yeah, but, it's I understand, but when it gets big, you're right. You're right. It's when still a scary thought. Yeah. Especially when someone's making big. a few thousand dollars a month off of a fan film. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, all right, when you, we want to slice that pie or shut it down. Right. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I that's noticed the internet in a nutshell in so many ways, right? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, after doing a lot of, a, a bit more research on the idea of a feature film for star Wars, uh, I realized that a lot of the bigger projects that were live action that were being produced on YouTube, um, and had Patreon backings and such, um, they were already established star wars youtube channels like uh star wars theory and you know a few others that yeah. already existed in their own star wars bubble and um i being a new person to that game couldn't really compete um it was one of those like you know of course they can make a star wars fan film because they have a star wars fan base they have you know the backing of their own channels and something to fall back on if we tried to do that ourselves we're coming into this entirely blind asking people for money right off the bat so we yeah. can start to fund this project it just didn't seem like a good idea it, it didn't seem like a good marketing strategy basically um, what you're saying is that those people this is their career this is their their career is the star wars uh, fan channels on youtube 
and you're like, this is, do I do I want this to be my career or do I want to be a filmmaker, I guess, right? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, they're, they're not always not hand in hand, but in this instance in particular, it was like doing an original IP seemed like a much better ROI. It seemed like a much better direction to go rather than sinking into the Star Wars fandom. I love Star Wars to death. It'll always be like my first love, but uh, I really can't. I really can't justify spending a few years of my life doing a fan film for an existing IP. Gotcha. Yeah. When you're talented, it just shows your talent as a filmmaker in terms of tone, understanding. It's like, it's, it's almost like, like you're, you, it's, it shows you that you could understand tone as a filmmaker because you're nailing the, the Star Wars universe, quote unquote, like you could, you jumped right in, like we're convinced and you know, that you don't have a million dollars, I'm assuming to make this film so it's like even more impressive right like you're letting and you're letting the performers in the story tell tell the story like even with your camera direction you're not being over you're not over directing it you're like even the beginning moments like the you establish the two the, the character and the girl who's being um tied up i'm sure that was a long day for her being all in blue and tied up with her hands oh. tied up Oh yeah, it, it was it was rough. Um, there were quite a few times <laughs> we had to just take five minute breaks so she could put her arms yeah. down. They were hanging right above her head. Yeah. Um, luckily, but she's in it, blue it was, all day too, right? She's painted. Yeah, she blue. she. Yeah. That was like two and a half hours of makeup before we even started, and then once she's in the makeup, we got to get her up here. And if she sweats too much because it's hot, because we're turning off the air conditioning, we got to redo the makeup. So it's you know, Star Wars is not easy to do, not by any stretch. Um, but it was such an exciting experience to do. And the actors who play stormtroopers, I, I can do that role, right? So it's like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, we we definitely picked somebody out, and in particular, who was um the stormtrooper who took the helmet off because we yeah, wanted, of course, someone, yeah, yeah. Because we wanted someone who looked very young. We wanted someone who you know looked very yeah. innocent in that way of like he can play scared. But everybody else, yeah, we 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 switched out stormtroopers. Like there are three or four stormtroopers in that mix, and there's only one other guy who doesn't take the helmet off. Yeah, so, and there's yeah, like and, there's a cultural like uh there's a little bit of a whitewash in the beginning star Wars films, but you have like, mm -hmm. there's a, they're getting a more multicultural, I guess. I know it's a yeah. fantasy far, far away, but it's like, it's good to see kind of like oh, yeah. diversity in your characters, I guess. Right. Absolutely. And uh, as a matter of fact, part of that was in the original feature because the, so the, the proof of concept follows the two characters, Pemayara and Talavane, um, but they were only two of the four protagonists that were originally going to be in the piece. Um, the other one was a white male um, who ended up being the antagonist. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't planned that way. But the other one was planned on being a black male um, because there wasn't a whole lot of African American black representation in Star Wars. Um, and actually, the conversation um, around Talavane was, should we make her a black female? And I was very on board with that after talking to a producing friend of mine who said, you know, I'm not really interested in the project. And I said, okay, can I ask you why? And she said, well, there's not really a lot of black woman representation in Star Wars, and I am a black woman, and I'd like to, you know, have a little bit more representation. And that kind of sparked something in me. I was like, you know, I really... I really could make this character a black female and, and have it be more representation. There isn't a whole lot. I think the first black female we saw in Star Wars was from uh, Jedi Fallen Order, a video game. It's not even a mainline movie or TV show from the Disney Network. So it's it's it was one of those conversations that went in my head. And if we hadn't already started training um, the actress who played Talavane, I probably would have swapped it out last minute. But we already went through weeks of training before this yeah. conversation happened. So I was like, we really can't. At this point, we can't swap out now. We, we've got to have somebody that we've worked with already. So, yeah, and you're, like you said, the, 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 doing the sets, your sets are, are are perfect. And, like, what did, 
the fan, before we get to our audience, what did the fan, the star, I heard there could be a fickle bunch, the star Wars fan, fan world. Uh, what are they, what are they, are they, what are they thinking of your film? Have, they, have you shown it to the, to the quote unquote star Wars fan base yet? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've done the best I could by um, putting it up on a few places. It was live on YouTube for a little bit before I submitted it to festivals. Um, but the, I showed it to friends of mine who were fans and everybody who worked on it was a fan. Um, but people who were mega fans, you know, they said like, I really loved the world. I, I liked everybody who was a star Wars fan enjoyed the twist that the empire wasn't all bad guys. And I'm, I'm so glad that it paid off the way that it did because, you know, it, it almost seemed like a risk at times. Um, I was worried that people would, you know, just want to see the bad guys and they're the bad guys and that's it. But, you know, adding the dimensions is really important to me. Yeah. And, um, I yeah, the, what was the, 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 the fan base. So they enjoyed the fan. I'm sure you got some, like some whiners who basically, uh, who were, <laughs> oh yeah. Know, I mean, I mean that's, that's how the fan base is, right? Oh yeah. They say no one hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans, but, uh. <laughs> That, you know that's good. If you if you if you it can rag on something, it means you really believe in its potential and you really hope it can be the best it can be. Um, so I that's how I see it anyway. <laughs> um, being a fan film, I had a lot more leniency from fans um, who you know didn't uh, like certain aspects, but there were a handful of people who actually ragged on some of the writing because uh, when when General Strand mentions uh, General Skywalker, somebody or somewhere was like, wait a minute. How does he know? I thought he knew he was Darth Vader. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's I, I did my research. I know about this. I know that it's the best kept secret in the galaxy. So it's yeah. I, I I fought with one of my fans at some point. He was trying to tell me that, uh, you know, Anakin Skywalker being name dropped like that wasn't a good idea. And I was like, no, nope, I'm not listening to it. I, I know my research. I've done this topic. <laughs> so what did you think about our audience? We sent you the audience feedback. What do you think they would think they had to say about your film? Oh, man, I I've touched on it. I, I mentioned it before, but um. I mentioned it before, but I was really excited to see one person in particular who said, like, I really enjoyed the twist that uh, the the Empire is like being captive to. And I'm like, yes, that's that's so much exactly what I was going for. It was so vindicating. It was so uh, satisfying to hear, like, exactly what I was going for. People had said they really enjoyed. I was like, oh, perfect. If there was one part I really hoped people loved, it was that part where it takes the helmet off. Yeah. Um, and people did say they had really enjoyed it. So they, yeah, yeah, they, not everybody was a Star Wars fan, so to speak, but you kind of made it your own. That's that's basically hope you got that out of the, like you basically proved that where it's like because like most people who are watch Star Wars are, are just average fans, right? Like mm -hmm. they're just like you know, oh, well, I'm going to watch the film because it's it's on our YouTube app and they're promoting it, but they don't like they don't devour it like the fan base does, yeah. right? So that's sort of your base. And well, I'm sure the fan film was, is, is a mix of both, but I was hoping this, that you got like a, a diverse kind of crowd of people that all loved your film that not just because they're Star Wars fans, I guess, right? Yeah, no, people had mentioned just the art direction. They felt yeah. they were pulled into the world. They really loved the acting and how the actors really commanded the screen. And like all of it was just, yeah. it was such good feedback. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned that because again, my producing partner, Sam Shock, she, when she read the script, she was like, I like Star Wars, but I don't love Star Wars, but I'm doing your project because it doesn't always feel like Star Wars. It feels like its own world and its own story. And I was like, oh, that's so nice to hear. It's so yeah. good. Um, and, and the audience was telling me basically the same thing. You know, they really enjoyed being sucked into the world, being under like really getting at what the sci-fi feel was. And uh, it was so satisfying and nice to hear from them 
that kind of stuff that it wasn't just star wars mega nerds who were eating the stuff up it was people who really just had a basic understanding of star wars maybe and they liked it and that that's so nice to hear well i wish you the best man because i think that you're a very talented filmmaker so why don't you uh why don't we talk again when you make your next next film and uh we'll go from there because i think that i want to see what you do next oh i would be so happy to thank you so much for having me yeah for sure one two three four five six